all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday morning. Today is Veterans Day. Hello to all of my fellow veterans out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today is Torch Report 239, the days of disenchantment, saluting those who have served their country and who are now being targeted by their very own government. Today we'll be talking about some disturbing facts, friends. It's scary to me. The thought that any government anywhere might actually be targeting the most loyal, passionate, service-oriented men and women who willingly volunteer to sacrifice their lives to protect the freedom of perfect strangers. That the government would be targeting them for discrimination, intimidation, and even incarceration is utterly despicable. But more than that, friends, it's scary. It's scary to me because it means that the government is intentionally and systematically targeting any individuals it thinks might be a threat. Any person who might challenge their authoritarian rule. Most veterans, friends, I'm sure you know many veterans. Many of you are veterans. In fact, my brother is a veteran. My sister-in-law is a veteran. I have cousins who are veterans, uncles, veterans, grandparents who are veterans. You know, so many veterans, most veterans that I know, and I think most veterans that you know, and most veterans in general are absolutely upstanding citizens, citizens who often continue acting out their heart of service in their own hometowns once they return from the front lines. They translate their years of training and sacrifice into the betterment of their communities, the betterment of our country, the betterment of our our world. Friends, some of these veterans become come home and become entrepreneurs or inventors or innovators or inspirational speakers. Some become corporate leaders, nonprofit organizers, preachers, performers, podcasters, policemen, or politicians. In other words, American veterans, all 20 million of us, are simply out in the world doing our thing, appreciating the fact that we're not at war, embracing the journey of life, and building our own American dream. And yet the government is targeting these veterans for discrimination, intimidation, and even incarceration? What? You know, the bright side of being a veteran and all of the contributions that veterans bring uh, to our country, to our communities— For all of that, we need to also acknowledge the dark side of that because there are those on the dark side of being a veteran are those who come home wounded, missing arms and legs, missing their eyes or ears, suffering from the scars of horrendous burns or heavy exposure to any number of harmful toxic hazards. Friends, for many, the darkness is even deeper. I'm sure you've heard of the PTSD and all of that, but too many of our veterans come home. Too many of those who choose to serve come home with wounds that no one can see. They suffer the torment of an internal hell that haunts them day and night. So let's just pause for a moment to appreciate all of those who have made the greatest sacrifice of all, who never came home. Those brave men and women who died in the line of duty, sacrificing their own lives so that others may live. Take a moment to pause and appreciate what that means for you and for your life. Are you grateful? I know I am. 
And I will never forget, and you will never forget, and we will never forget the sacrifices that have been made, all of the comforts that we take for granted, all of our American way of life. It was only made possible by those who chose to rise up and resist tyranny, to cast off the crown so long ago, those who chose to fight to to the death to preserve freedom for future generations. Friends, I have a very deep respect and an immense gratitude for all of the courageous warriors and the very brave veterans in every generation who have made my life possible, who paved the way for all of us to flourish in the most free and prosperous nation on earth. That is why I felt so deeply disturbed by this headline. The government is still waging war on America's military veterans. I thought, what? What the hell's going on? You know, the government is waging war on American veterans. You know, is this just hype? Is this just hyperbole? Is it just another sensational headline, friends? Unfortunately, no. This is the truth. This is a wake-up call, and it is, in fact, a warning of what is to come. Warning, warning, warning. When the government is waging war against military veterans, we the people should take note, stand up, and say, hell no, this is not okay. Friends, John John and Nisha Whitehead penned this piece, and it was put out by the Rutherford Institute. But they put down on paper a whole host of examples of the government abusing the use of force to harass law-abiding citizens. It's worth a read. It's a little bit a long article there. I'm not going to get into it here, uh, but the link there in the article. So it, they're they're showing how the government is using, you know, abusing the use of force to harass law-abiding citizens, military veterans specifically, uh, for a little more than vocalizing opposition to oppressive, unconstitutional government dictates. Something that now is being dubbed as oppositional defiance disorder odd omg what the hell is oppositional defiance disorder i'm concerned i might be suffering from some oppositional defiance disorder friends so look at the following indications you may be suffering from oppositional defiance disorder if you have persistent stubbornness if you have resistance to directions if you have unwillingness to go along with the crowd if you are deliberately annoying others <laughs> If you are testing limits by ignoring others, then you might be uh, suffering from oppositional defiance disorder, persistent stubbornness, resistance to directions, unwillingness to go along with the crowd. Come on, what are you thinking? Peasant, fall in line, you know? But that one deliberately annoying others. (laughs) Oh, man, I hope, I hope sincerely that I am annoying the hell out of all kinds of people who need to hear the truth. All right friends. Now, if a veteran demonstrates a recurrent pattern of negativism, defiant, disobedient, and hostile behavior toward authority figures that persists for at least six months, according to the psychiatrist, then they have become a menace to society, potentially threatening public health and safety, and they can be locked up in a psych ward, or worse, they can be descended upon by all jacked-up SWAT teams who are trained in lethal interventions and authorized to kill anybody who suffers from oppositional defiance disorder. I am making light of it a little bit because it seems laughable, friends, but it's scary. Imagine veterans out there living out peaceful lives, 
and they get told by the government, you got to mask up, sir. Well, I think, well, you know what? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, you can't, you know, you can't be in here uh, without a mask. I'm sorry. I just need to get some groceries, you know, or my, or some money out of the bank or whatever, you know, whatever. They say, you know, what? just peaceful noncompliance. I'm just going to ignore you know, I'm testing the limits by ignoring others. That's one of the indications, testing the limits by ignoring others. I'm just going to ignore this. You know, sir, no, I don't actually have to. You know, you, you want me to, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to just resist that direction. I'm going to hold on to some persistent stubbornness, and I'm not going to be willing to go along with the crowd who's walking around like a bunch of fucking morons. Whoops. I'm going to have to beep that out. Uh any rates, you know, these stubborn, you know, <laughs> these stubborn peasants who happen to be veterans, you know, they're peacefully non-compliant, and now they officially have been diagnosed with a mental disorder known as ODD, the oppositional defiance disorder, and they are seen as subversive to the state. But it turns out, friends, this is nothing new. It turns out this actually uh, goes way back, way back, you know, and a little excerpt here from um, – the article, quote, this growing trend of diagnosing veterans as mentally unstable is troublesome for numer- for a number of reasons. In 2009, the of- Office of Intelligence and Analysis published a report entitled Right-Wing Extremism, wherein domestic extremists were proposed to, to be the newest and most dangerous threat to the U.S. since al-Qaeda. While admitting that they did not have definitive proof that domestic right-wing terrorists are currently planning acts of violence, right-wing extremists may be gaining new recruits by playing on the fears about several emergent issues. The economic downturn and the election of the first African-American president present a unique drivers that present unique drivers for right-wing radicalization and recruitment, end quote. There you have it, 2009, the election of the first African-American president and the complete tanking of the U.S. economy uh, to the benefit of the global banking cabal. All of that was likely to have uh, been a unique set of drivers for right-wing extremism. Now, friends, They had no proof of domestic right-wing terrorists currently planning any acts of violence, but they did manage to conjure a bunch of that up in cahoots with the FBI, if you've been keeping track there. Now, they've been sowing this narrative for more than a decade, and what that means is that Today's agents have been trained to believe this crap for more than a decade. It means that they, the weaponized DOJ of the Biden administration itself, an extension of the Obama era, has been fully indoctrinated and hypersensitized to perceive the threat of military veterans who might be inclined to challenge their unlawful behavior. That's the scary part. They're hypersensitized. Anybody that's resisting and you know, stubborn resistance and persistent you know, stubbornness and resistant to directions and, and government edicts, now they uh, they might be a far right wing extremist. You know, but who are these far right wing extremists? Who are they targeting? So, uh, in the article there, I linked to that Department of Homeland Security assessment from 2009, and I'm reading directly from that 2009 Department of Homeland Security assessment, which says, and I quote, right-wing extremism in the United States can be broadly divided into those groups, movements, and adherents that are primarily hate-oriented, 
based on hatred of particular religions, racial, racial or ethnic groups, and those that are mainly anti-government, rejecting federal authority in favor of state or local authority, or rejecting government authority entirely. It may include groups and individuals that are dedicated to a single issue, such as opposition to abortion or immigration, period. End quote. So there you have it. The right-wing extremists or anybody who might reject federal authority in favor of state or local authority, particularly as it might uh, relate to abortion or immigration. you got to be kidding me, friends. It's just – it's uh, – I'm going to refrain from using my full vocabulary. <laughs> I added the emphasis there in the article that you know this rejection of federal authority in favor of state and local authority, You know they're targeting that as extremists. But – It's key to note that this is, in fact, the order of constitutional authority. Authority flows from we the people to the many states and then on to the federal government, which has a very limited scope of authority. Uh, But we're going to get to more on that in a minute. First, I just want to check this out, you know, quote, continuing on here, returning veterans possess combat skills and experience that are attractive to right wing extremists. DHS slash INA is concerned that right wing extremists will attempt to recruit and radicalize returning veterans in order to boost their violent capabilities. End quote. More from the government assessment. Okay, it's the returning vest uh returning veterans. They have these these combat skills and this experiment, uh this experience, I'm sorry, that that, that that's attractive to the extremist, you know. But doesn't that passage explain why the government is targeting veterans. It does, right? They claim to be concerned that the right-wing extremists are targeting veterans, uh, which gives the government then cover and justification for increased surveillance of veterans who might, they just might be recruited and radicalized by these so-called extremists who question the authority of the federal government. Friends, it's uh, circular logic. It justifies all sorts of tyranny. But regardless of their claims, The underlying motive of the government here is clearly to identify, surveil, and curtail anyone with the skills and experience necessary to boost the violent capabilities of groups who oppose the government's agenda. You know, groups like those who oppose abortion, those who uh, oppose millions upon millions of illegal immigrants coming across the border with all their drugs and human trafficking, uh, groups who oppose perverted curriculum being taught to elementary schools or put out there in the library, you know, groups who oppose rigged elections and political corruption, etc., etc. So if you think about that, friends, let it sink in. They're targeting these people because they oppose the government. That, you know, it seems a little bit crazy, you know, that isn't that kind of a uh, innate human right to oppose the government? You know, I don't know, geez, call me silly, but do I just have to do what the government tells me to do? You know, <laughs> so the government is tracking and going after people who challenge the government. They've declared that to defy the government is a mental disorder. They can grab you, throw you into a small padded room, and throw away the key, never to see your family, your friends, your loved ones again. All because you have that very persistent stubbornness, the resistance to directions, the unwillingness to go along with the crowd, and that you, you know, you you're deliberately annoying people by spouting off all those far right wing conspiracies, friends. It's just stupid. They've even assigned a a color coded threat level to people. 
that they are surveilling, you know, that just to make it easy for the local authorities to catch you with a passing glance at their screen. You, know, you walk by. Oh, my gosh, that's Luke. Look, code red, code red. This guy's got a big mouth and he's always annoying people. <laughs> just wait until this is linked to your social credit score and your digital ID. Friends, no soap for you, <laughs> says the automated message. Your UBI has now been reduced to zero for non-compliance with state authorized attitudes that are required for peace and stability and to keep people safe. Your threats to democracy have resulted in multiple demerits and you must report for your re-education immediately. Sentinels have been dispatched to assist you in the process of restoring your status as a good human. Awesome. Can't freaking wait. I'm so excited for future Earth, you know? It's, it's great, aren't you? Friends, in future Earth, everybody's going to be uh, so compliant and so democratic. There will never be a need for wars or violence in future Earth because, you know, all, all the guns, all those violent guns are going to be confiscated. And, and, and that way, only the government can use their guns to keep people safe from the remnant of radical, racist, right-wing extremists. <laughs> Might be a few of those in my uh, family tree. I'm not sure on that one. Anyway, you know, according to the government report, you will be able to help authorities identify – any of those remaining extremists who might be lurking, you know, out there in the hills and in the woods all across the fruited plains, okay, these, these radical right-wing extremists, you, you, you can report them to the government. If you catch anybody talking about, uh, quote, fear of communist regimes and related conspiracy theories characterizing the U.S. government's role as either complicit in a foreign invasion or acquiescing as part of a one world government, that would bring about a one world government that would usurp the sovereignty of the United States and its constitution, thus infringing upon the liberty. If you hear anybody talking about that then you know for sure you have caught yourself a uh, right-wing extremist. So have you heard any of that sort of talk? Because I think there's an anonymous hotline that offers an enticing incentive for reporting this sort of extremist rhetoric. But friends, I'm not going to waste my time trying to look that up because there's something else I wanted to say. Drum roll. Ha! I bet you thought I was going to say, the commies are taking over the world. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but no, I, I don't want to pollute your mind with such radical uh, sentiment. I, I'd hate for you to be radicalized and become a right wing extremist. That would be be radical and uh, not like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle radical, but like ultra MAGA racist, homophobic, misogynistic, carbon, carbon spewing, meat eating, mouth breathing, church going, Bible toting, constitutional loving, gun packing, pledge stating, flag saluting, far right, alt right extremist sort of radical, and that's the kind of radical that might even threaten the radicals who are running our effing government. Okay, no friends. What I wanted to say, <laughs> what I wanted to remind you of on this glorious day, this beautiful Veterans Day, this fine, fabulous Friday, is that the Constitution of the United States which all veterans, all service members, all public officials have sworn to defend, that constitution tells us exactly, exactly who holds the power of legitimate authority in this country. And the answer is, as I'm sure many of you know, that authority and power lies with us. We the people. You work for us, government officials, lest you forget. The Tenth Amendment makes it abundantly clear. And I'm reading right here from the Constitution, 10th Amendment here. 
The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, this is me talking here. We're going we're gonna to elaborate on this just a little bit. In order to form a more perfect union, we the people, the people of the United States, established the Constitution as an agreement between the states. And that agreement was meant to secure the blessings of liberty for future generations. That's what the Constitution was all about. It wasn't meant to give the government authority over the people. That's not what it was about. The Constitution was ordained and established by the people, and it delegates certain authorities and powers to the federal government. Think about what those words mean, to be ordained, to be delegated. That's coming from the people, the blessing of the people. We're granting you the authority to make some rules and laws, and we'll generally go along with it, but that does not give you carte blanche to come trample our basic human rights, right? Any authority not expressly delegated to the federal government is in fact retained by the various states, which are in fact sovereign entities, but ultimately, ultimately the authority is irrevocably retained by we, the people, we, the peasants of the world, okay? We who are in fact sovereign individuals. And just to drive this point home, consider the Ninth Amendment says the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights you know, we talk about constitutional rights. Yeah. That shall not be construed to deny or disparage others' rights retained by the people. So just because they talk about some rights in the Constitution doesn't mean it should not be construed uh, to deny or disparage the other rights retained by the people. We have basic human rights, friends. In a nutshell, any rights that are not explicitly enumerated or spelled out in the Constitution are once again retained by the people. That is precisely because of the self-evident truth that we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. And among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So give me liberty or give me death, baby. That is the battle cry of the American spirit. And these are powerful truths. Any individual may recognize and declare their own sovereignty at any point in time. That is a direct manifestation of natural order, of human nature, and of independent instinct. We are not slaves, and nor are we born to be ruled. Inherent in our humanity is free will is the power of choice, is the ability to exercise our own sovereignty and to resist tyranny. Remember, resistance is the spice of life. Though tyrants, though collectivists and communists and Democrats and rhinos and globalists and progressives may try to convince you otherwise, friends, these are immutable truths. What makes the United States exceptional? The United States is exceptional because of the fact that these rights were written into the law of the land, enshrined in the Constitution are these God-given rights and protected by the generations of brave men and women who have fought and sacrificed to keep, keep this American dream alive. Friends, may we never forget and may we never stop fighting to protect these blessings of rations. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor. Take the time.
time. Click the little heart. Give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you would share this podcast with a friend. Share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this fabulous Friday. Go thank a veteran. Thank you, veterans, my fellow veterans. Uh, Thank you to everyone who has served past, present, and future. Get out there and embrace this day. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah.